0: Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts Amy, Molly and Rachel and today we're going to be discussing one of our all-time favourite unreleased songs, Matches.
1: Welcome back to the Swift Legacy podcast. Today, we're going to chat about one of my personal favourite of Taylor's unreleased songs, "Matches." As well as myself, Molly and Rachel, we are also joined by Emmy from Ten Years of Taylor. Emmy, do you want to introduce yourself? Just say
2: hi. Hi, um, I'm Emmy. I like you already said I'm from Ten Years of Taylor. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Tumblr. Let's start with the obvious. Who
1: was Matches written by? Molly?
0: So Matches was a co-write between Taylor and Liz Rose, which we all know is a magical duo. They wrote All Too Well Together, which is the one that most people associate with them, but also so many of Taylor's early songs and a lot of her unreleased ones as well.
1: I feel like, honestly, if an unreleased song is a Taylor and Liz and an acoustic work tape were like, you're fully there, it's going to be one of the best ones. If we are theorizing as to when it was written, we would probably say around 2004 to 2006. Would you agree, Rachel?
3: Yeah, I'd fully agree with that. Reasoning being that Liz Rose and Taylor began working together in 2004, so it can't have been any time prior to that. And judging by the song's contents, it really can't be much further than 2006, maybe 2007,
1: at a push. If you haven't heard the song, we've already mentioned it's a very angry song, but what's the story behind it, Emmy?
2: Um, uh, If you listen to it, you'll notice that she's either date or was dating this guy or she liked him and she gave him all of her attention. Uh, he never paid attention to her back and he just left her spot, as she says in the, in the song, to some other girl and she tends to do that a lot in her songs when she was about 14, 15 is just compare herself to the other girl. If we're
1: looking at this song, the time period and the story, if we look at it in conjunction with other songs written around the time, it feels like it could fit with the story of both Picture to Burn and Should Have Said No, which means it's inspired by either Jordan or Sam. There are parallels to both of these songs. For example, the theme of fire runs through both picture to burn and matches, as well as the theme of the guy having a truck. And then I gave you space, you took my place and gave it to her, suggests the subject of the song was potentially cheating on Taylor, like should have said no. So it very much could be about either of those situations, or of course it could be completely fictional. Rachel, what's your take on who matches was probably about?
3: You know what? I haven't put much thought into this one for several years. I'd always kind of just thought, oh, it's the prequel to Picture to Burn. Picture to Burn is the reason Mattress wasn't on the debut album. But when I'm looking at it and I run up to his podcast, I'm like, no, that's a Sam Armstrong song. 100%. I gave you space. You took my place and gave it to her. I'm sorry. What did Taylor do the summer of 2006? She went on radio tour. What did he do when she went away? He cheated on her. That's, that, that's literally it wrapped up in in one you know like i i patched your dent smiled at your friends which apparently is a crime like you can't say somebody's you, you know you can't that that's not a guy that she wasn't dating you know everyone's been in that situation where you're you're trying to be friends with your boyfriend's friends and they're like oh why, why are you being so friendly with them? they're like threatened by that when you were just trying to like be more comfortable around them. That's not someone that she was just friends with, in my opinion.
1: I mean, the thing is, it's so, when you look at both of them, there are such compelling reasons that they could be about both of them. So like it, I don't know, which do you think Molly?
0: Lyrically, it definitely parallels more to Picture to Burn. I think the line, when Love hunting matches now, I'm going to burn it down and watch me strike a match on my wasted time. It's the same lyric reworked. So in my head, that's that's Jordan all the way. But what Rachel just said about Sam, it is implying cheating. And some of those lyrics in there, y- you wouldn't guess that it's about a guy that she wasn't seeing and they weren't together.
1: So, but then again, you could say the same thing about Picture to Burn. You could. I you feel like go. Taylor's very good at dramatising what she actually has with somebody. It's an understatement, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you can very much dramatize the tiniest thing. She wrote Enchanted, literally, about seeing a guy across a room. So she can pretty much make the tiniest thing into the biggest thing.
0: That is a very valid point, but Matches, to me, feels like it's very much in the moment. I am very mad about this thing. It's very, There's no editing there that's gone on. It feels like, to me, she's gone into that studio and gone, I am so pissed off stick record on the on the tape and just sung it from the top of my head and like no editing on in there it's very raw like I know we describe a lot of her unreleased stuff as raw but this one in particular feels like an
1: angry text message.
3: That's why we love the Liz Rose co rides
1: So Emmy you have the final vote do you think it's about picture to burn or should have said no?
2: I mean I could be wrong but I think she sounds rue really young in the in the song so I would Tennessee tend to say 2004, sounds more accurate. Um, and all the lengths of picture to burn, I would say 2004, but I could be, like she could be 17 or even like now at 30, if she were to sing a song like really angry, she would probably sound really young anyways. So that's probably not like a good argument, but I would say 2004.
3: Also, it's kind of hard to tell with these, these demos because we know that a lot of them get pitched. We don't know if the version that's in circulation was pitched and then unpitched and is slightly at a different pitch from what the original was it's really really hard to say and judge what age she was just by her voice i hear what you're saying she does sound a lot younger in it but it's like is this the original original we're listening to we just don't know
2: yeah that's why i said like if if she were to sing a song right now she could sound exactly like that if she wanted to so i don't think I think you're right, it doesn't mean much.
1: So there is only one version of matches in circulation and it's not great quality, it's purely vocals and acoustic guitar, however due to the loud nature of the song and the vocals unfortunately the sound is extremely distorted in places, like when you speak too loudly into a microphone and it just makes that buzzing noise, which is a shame because it's such a good song, but we don't have a decent quality recording of it.
0: It's most likely it's a work tape recorded at the end of a writing session, as before the bridge you hear a female voice in the background saying to play a solo, which we can assume is probably Liz Rose.
1: Molly, of the song, if you go through all the lyrics, which are your all-time favourites?
0: I think it has to be, well, I say cheater, liar, truck on fire, loser, lever, deceiver. Just a few I thought of. Like, just Mind that drop. last
1: bit. Make. I, Makes me go mad. I love it so much. It's, it's classic. Like I haven't really thought of many, but a few.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Five. <laughs> uh, it is five, but I could come up with more. Do you want to hear more? <laughs> I would like <laughs> to
2: Picture. hear more. Personally. And this lyric in particular um, reminds me of uh, Picture to Burn, like the original demo when she gets really mad about her dad's. Wife, yeah, you know, yes. wearing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, yeah. Uh, that's such a
1: good point. It's kind of like the war cry version of Picture to Burn. Yeah. especially in the um the way it's recorded because that's kind of a bad demo too, yeah
3: you really could have only had one or the other on the debut album it, there wasn't really space for the both of them with how similar they are yeah mm.
1: Rachel do you have a favorite lyric
3: oh it's it's really 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 hard but it kind of like foreshadowing Molly's ain't it funny you said honey you meant sit and dark, like the way <laughs> she says that I love that um and it's just like the venom in her voice and like all of the lines. I really like, look what you found. She's been around. I hear the lines long. Um, sorry, I know it's more than one. But lastly, I patched your dents, smiled at your friends, which apparently is a crime. That's just, oh, it's good. She's like seething. Translates well. It genuinely well.
1: is. You can, like, you can mm. feel the venom just coming mm-hmm. through the earphones being like, Okay, I didn't do anything to you. Please leave me alone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love it so much. I think if there there was a studio recording, I wouldn't like it that much. Yeah, I
1: know. That's a fair point. I I feel like the angry work (laughs) tapes, there is no other way to say it other than the angry work tape versions are just so... I know I keep using the word authentic, but it's it's the only word I can think of that fully encapsulates what I'm trying to say. (laughs) You'd,
0: You'd never replicate it in the studio there's no way she could record that and that same passion and venom and anger and that like Rachel said she's seething and you can tell you can hear it in her voice there's no way with that recorded in a studio with full production would come across the same as it does on the yeah record.
1: so emmy let's move on to what is your favourite lyric from the song or two
2: is it cheating if i have two i mean Rachel had three so i think we can <laughs> let you have two <laughs> So I one of them is got my guitar and wrote this damn song because I love when she mentions that she writes songs in the song like she did that with our song too. So I just I just like that. But in the song, towards the end, well, I think it's the bridge it's don't tell me to be nice. I'm not a nice girl. And the way she says it. It's like, I love her. She's so mad. She's like raging. I love it.
3: It's She's amazing. like losing her mind. She's like, I'm not a nice girl. Like, she has lost the plot at that point.
1: Which is hilarious because she yeah. she is like one of the nicest people from what we've seen.
3: Do you <laughs> it's think like... she actually keyed that girl's car?
1: No. I wish... Do you not? If, so if, no, if not. I reckon my... she might have. I don't think there's a cat's <laughs> chance in hell that she keyed her car.
0: Really?
1: I think. Mm, I feel like Is she might have done but like very
0: minorly, like in a place she barely noticed. Yeah. You know I mean, Like I feel like that's a very tailored thing to do. Amy, you're gonna have to tell us what's your favourite lyric.
1: So I will have to go with, she died of complications of the things you told her because it's such a clever and witty play on words. And just every single time I hear that, you just like, you want to scream at the top of your lungs. So I love that line. If we are having a look and a think about which album this would have been considered for, personally, the only album I can see it being ever even considered for is debut, but perhaps in a place of a song like should have said no or picked to burn. However, as they both went on to be singles, I don't think it's likely that matches would have even come close to knocking them off the track list. Although saying that, we don't actually know what the final studio demo sounded like, if it even exists, and how commercially viable it would have been, say, to replace, should have said no, or picture to burn. What do you think, Molly?
0: I don't think there is a studio demo all there. I reckon that's as far as it got, the work tape demo, yeah. I think it seems like the kind of song, like, I'm in the moment right now, and I feel like I need to get this into words and get it into a recording, but would have been worked on and revised to the point where it became a completely different song like picture to burn and should have said no feel like take a step back kind of composed versions of matches whereas matches is very much like there's no real I'm trying to think you know I was trying to think of this earlier there was a quote that she said very recently where she was talking about how she used to write songs and it was this thing happened and I felt this and now it's more like this thing happened a long time ago and it's looking back in hindsight I feel like matches is very much like this thing happened and I felt this with any without any kind of kind of stepping back thinking about it behind it. No it, objective it, thinking. Yeah, exactly. It does feel like I don't know if anyone else does this, but I do it all the time. You know, when you send like a really angry text message, you look back a couple of hours later, you're like, "God, that's so <laughs> embarrassing. Why did I send that? Like, I should
3: have thought." Remember when I used to do that. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I really like that. So,
1: Emmy, if it had been on the debut album, what song do you think it would have replaced on the original track list?
2: I don't remember who said it earlier, but it does sound like it's like the first step towards Picture to Burn. So it's either one of the two. I think I could see matches and Should Have Said No on the same album, but not Picture to Burn matches on the same album. So I guess you would have to take out Picture to Burn.
1: Especially considering like the fire theme that is so kind of central to both of those songs for them both to be on the same album would be really weird. However, as we are getting the older albums re-released with some extra songs, do we think matches will be on a vault? Let's start with Emmy.
2: I think if you listen to, I think it's the second verse. Um, she would have to change that entirely because she's honestly slut-shaming which I don't have a problem with she was 15 but if she were to re-release it I don't think people would like that so she would definitely have to rework that uh look what you found she's been around I like, hear the lines long I definitely
1: agree with that and I kind of I
2: feel like she could
1: do that like it's not too integral to the song like in the one thing and you're gonna that. bring that up Bye-bye, baby Gates. <laughs> I knew it. Don't, don't start with me. As soon as oh, you started nice being
3: like, I was like, you were like, no, no, she could rewrite that. I was like, Amy says that now, but if she did rewrite that, like,
1: all help the break loose. <laughs> Amy's like, I don't like it. I would personally love to see it on the debut vault because Angry Taylor has to be one of my favourite tailors. I'd absolutely love to have a decent quality recording of it because the one we have at the minute is just not it and like when you listen <laughs> when you listen to it with headphones and you have this like when she hits the high notes and it's just like buzzing in your ears it's horrible and I love the song but it would be really nice to have a good a good quality recording of it or maybe maybe we can just get one leaked from the studio demo really
0: unpopular opinion but I don't want a good quality recording of it I like the um, the demo recording I like it it feels like you're a fly on
1: the wall so Molly is that you saying you don't want matches on the vault Pretty much yeah and also
0: I can't see her re-recording it like I can't see a 30 year old Taylor going back to that song and not just laughing at how dramatic it is and thinking like there's no way she'd look at that song and be like I'm gonna re-sing that and produce it properly <laughs> with all those lyrics like
1: those really pissed off lyrics poor guy whoever she did write it about he deserved it I say probably at the
3: time Robert would but do he it be- he'd produce that
1: yeah let's get Rio on let's get Rio producing this song
3: we do want it. it. We King want it Robert now. Ellis
1: exactly. Okay, Rachel. What yeah. is your stance on matches right. being on the vault?
3: Here's the thing. I'll take it, and I won't complain if it comes on. But I hear what Molly's saying. You, we will never. She'll never be able to replicate that seething venom in her voice. And also, it's like Emmy said. Like if she does release it on a vault, she will rewrite it, and then I'll have to listen to Amy talking about that for the next two years. So. It's like, no, but I I will be too. Like, there is no way I can sing matches with any other lyrics than what it is.
1: I I see what you mean. And I do do agree. (laughs) I I agree. Like, we're on the same page with this. Mm.
3: Unfortunately, that's what we've got time for today. But we want to say thank you to Emmy for joining us on this episode. We will see you again next week with a new episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast.